welcome everybody to yet another live interview with Become a Fearless Father. And today I have the pleasure of having <clears throat> with me Steve of the Fit Dad Nation. It's going to be tons of fun. I got all my topics ready to go. I actually changed it a little bit today because I checked them out on his website and I found this amazing blog post that I highly recommend anybody read. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Steve, before we start, man, I was, because I was pleasantly surprised. No, not surprised. It's not the right word. Um, just enjoying reading your content. And I thought, this man looks like he's a man on a mission. And that's what I first want to start off with. Man. Share with me, share with us, what is your mission? What are you trying to achieve and get done in life? So, uh, you know, if you want to get into my backstory now, that's fine. If not, we can do that afterwards. But it all ties into what I do. Um, <clears throat> just in a nutshell, I spent a lot of years as a miserable father. I was in a crappy job. Um, actually, should I say I was in a good job, but I, I hated it. Mm. I was in a really tough marriage, eight and a half years, got divorced. My life fell apart and <clears throat> my health fell apart. And I basically reinvented myself through fitness. Um, and I saw what an impact not only it had on me, obviously, but my relationship with my girls. I have two young daughters and that went through the roof. And so, you know, I realized, you know, that I wasn't the only guy out there, the only dad that's struggling with some of these issues, um, whether you're married or divorced. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, 22 years in this business. Um, yeah, 22 years in this business. <clears throat> so I took that experience and took it online and decided to go after um, dads, helping dads. And, um, you know, to me, there's nothing more important than my relationship with my girls. Um, and I've had to really um, make some changes and, and I, I see them just on the weekends now. So it's, it's a whole different ball game. And so I have value every single moment I have with them. And so I wanted that time to be the best possible. And so when I felt like crap and I was hating my job, I was miserable and I wasn't present. I wasn't happy, wasn't engaged. And now <clears throat> that I've put myself first and started really taking care of myself and my health, everything else in my life has gotten better. And so I've taken that, created the Fit Dad Nation. It was, it's been five years now. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. So yeah, it's not about six pack abs or anything like that. It's, it's about changing the quality of, of these guys' lives mm. and uh, helping them become, you know, better husbands, better fathers, better business owners, better employees. And so, yeah, I love it. Love it. Nice, man. Good to hear. Yeah. yeah I always like to start off first with an open question and then start off with, you know, what's your, what's your background story, what's your origin story. You, you explained a little bit already, so we'll dive more into that. Um, I forgot to ask before we went on, uh, are all topics okay? Uh, yes. However, I saw your, your blog post and we can dive right into that. Dude, I saw your blog post in regards to you, how open and <clears throat> vulnerable you wrote about what happened to you, what you called the, the most darkest moments of your life, right? Mm -hmm. And... I found that so inspiring, first of all, that, that you open up yourself and share that because and most people would not. Um, so so let, let's, let's dive right into that, man, because that must have been some roller coaster ride, right? And just deciding how to go from having a nine to five, being married to all of a sudden getting divorced, deciding on com completely something new 
share with us, man, how, how did that, how did you come, like, did you have like a strategy or a system at a certain point to get through those challenges? How, how did you get through that? Mine was just out of necessity for my own well-being. Um, you know, I was in a really toxic marriage, really bad for the kids. It wasn't violent. There was no yelling. It was just two people that didn't want to be near each other. And, and there was a lot of unspoken anger and angst. And, and I didn't want to come home. She didn't want to come home. And it wasn't good for the kids. And it wasn't good for us. And um, I'm Catholic. Um, I wasn't raised Catholic, but I converted before we got married. And I said, you know what, I'm not getting a divorce. You know, that's not what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I was a product of a divorce. My parents divorced when I was six. It was horrible. It was a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I rarely saw my dad <clears throat> and I said, I'm not going to do that to my kids. But the, the marriage got so bad that I, I literally thought I was going to have a heart attack. Um, I mean, I've been sleeping on the couch for over a year and I'm waking up in the middle of nights in sweats. And I'm like, I was like 40, uh, 41 years old. I'm like, I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm going to literally die because of this. So I, one day I, I, I asked her at lunch and I said, something has to change. I think we should separate. And she said, good idea. That was it, right? Separated. Mm-hmm. I moved into an apartment. She stayed at the house. Um, but the biggest issue was, you know, I was with my kids all the time. Uh, and now we agreed because I was still working full time um, at my nine to five that I would have them every weekend and she would have them during the week, take mm-hmm. them to school. I said, you know, that's fine. <clears throat> but, you know, when you get home to a, an empty apartment and I had almost nothing left, you know, she kept most of it you know, your mind immediately wanders. I mean, for me, it was my kids. I missed the girls so much. Turning to food, you know, I'm not a drinker. I don't do drugs, but I turned to fast food and, you know, sodas and just junk McDonald's specifically. And I, I just lost myself in that. Mm. Um, And I, you know, I still, I was still at my job. I, I just, I hated the, the work itself. <clears throat> I mean, I was a financial advisor. We had a, a big business. We had a great practice. We were in a huge uh, uh, brokerage firm, very well-known brokerage firm. And it was, a, I mean, it was great on paper. I had designations and licenses and, you know, all, we had a big book of business, but the work itself was so unfulfilling. Mm. I felt like I was wasting my life. <clears throat> so, so I would go to work, be miserable, come home and just drown myself in McDonald's. I'd watch sad movies. I'd cry myself to sleep. It was just a cycle that went on for months and months and months. And I wasn't being the best dad I could be by any means, right? I'd get them on the weekends. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't all there. You know, I was tired. I felt like crap. We didn't do a whole lot of fun things for them. And, um, and so this went on for, for, for many, many months until finally, you know, I met up with an old friend. She saw me and she said, you know, you, you're a disaster. Like you have to get better. You need to, you need to be better for your kids. She shared a couple of really powerful stories with me. And you know, I walked away from that. Like, you know what? Yeah, she's right. Like, I'm just feeling sorry for myself. And so <clears throat> I committed that night to getting my health back and just being a better dad. Mm-hmm. And I literally didn't stop. Started with very slowly, you know, one foot in front of the other. And it took months to get back into it. But finally, I got myself back into shape and um, actually got into really good shape and then uh, decided to quit my job. You know, I figured out how to make it work. I made it work. Uh, I mean, I spent months agonizing and 
doing spreadsheets to make sure because I still had a lot of obligations, child support, alimony, mm-hmm. now house payment and an apartment payment. So I had a lot of stuff going on. So I figured out how to make it work and I, I went for it. I said, nah, it's now or never. And yeah, it sucked. I mean, <laughs> I took a beating. Uh, I was working 15 hours a day, just trying to make enough money to live, but it was worth it. Mm. It, was, it was worth it. Um, I ended up, I was working with a, a gym. I took a job running a small functional training center. It was a small gym. And within, I think four months, three months, I lost like 20 pounds. I'm not a big guy. So I was working so much that I just couldn't keep weight on. I was just burning it off. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I ended up leaving that to start the Fit Dead Nation. And um, yeah, another big scary leap, you know, but you know, I planned it a little bit, had some experience with uh, a little bit of experience with writing, blogging, marketing, and then the fitness industry. <clears throat> but I knew the dads needed help. And this was five years ago. This was before the big boom. Right now, there's a lot of dad websites, a mm-hmm. lot. Um, back then, there were none mm-hmm. or, or maybe one or two. So I went for it. And um, yeah, it, I mean, it's been five years. I've been doing it ever since. But it was out of necessity. Like I just had to make the change or I felt like I was literally, you know, I was going to die. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, how, that's how bad it was. So I went for it. You know, I've never questioned it, never once, but I mean, it's certainly been a struggle. I mean, I was kind of on easy street at my old job. You know, you get a nice paycheck, you get benefits, mm-hmm. and now it's hustle, hustle, hustle. But, you know, I wake up every day. I feel good about what I do. You know, I'm not making millions of dollars, and that's really not that important to me, but I get to do stuff I love, and I have control over my schedule, and that's what it's about for me. Nice, man. Exactly. Impact over money anytime, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Loving that. Great. So I got to ask, man, because you talked a lot, Mike, there were certain uncertainties, certain fears. How did you come out? How did you overcome that? You know, for me, um, you know, I tried not to think about all the worst case scenarios mm-hmm. uh, because there were a lot. You know, when you have a lot of bills looming over your head and you know some of these things like you know when you have child support and alimony those are non-negotiable right you don't pay you end up in jail I mean you have to make it happen and and, you know I made it happen so I did whatever I had to do Mm. Um, and so yeah there were some days that I struggled and some weeks uh, but I found a way you know improvised you know I I picked up extra clients I I trained a boot camp at like 5 30 in the morning it was just I was working till 10 o'clock at night and I did whatever I had to do. And I just kept, I mean, I had to keep my head up, you know, and, and at this point I was training hard. I was eating well, feeling really good. So I had the energy and uh, I just kept after it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so <clears throat> I didn't, I never thought about, well, what if this doesn't work? You know, I mean, it, that thought has crossed my mind since, you know, I, I've gone through some peaks and valleys and, I've been close to, to getting a, a job again because, you know, internet marketing is not easy. It's not as easy as people, you know, claim it to be. I've struggled many, many, many times where I'm like, I, I don't have any money. Like I'm going to go broke here and I've got to go get a job. And the woman I'm with now, who's been my number one supporter by far, she says, no, you, Steve, you can't, you can't go, you can't do that. You have too many guys counting on you and you've come too far to step back. So let's, we'll, we'll figure it out. You know, we'll make it happen. And so she's talked me out of the job at least three times. And I actually, once I did get hired to go run a gym again, and she said, no, you know, it's going to take away from what you're doing here online and you can't, you can't take that job. And so I didn't. And so, yeah, 
Nice, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we know that it's so important to have the right person. I would say woman, but let's say person in our corner, yeah. right? So, yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. So I'm wondering, what are um, some of the um, tips or the things that you learned from your marriage and your divorce that have helped you now to find the the perfect woman if if i if i can if i can say that right yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right yeah yeah i mean uh, for me you know, I, I think i got married for the wrong reasons um hmm. uh, we just weren't compatible i mean just, we just weren't we, it, on big things you know like huge topics we're just on opposite sides hmm. you know there were you know we just got married for the wrong reasons and we tried to make it work it just was the wrong fit um I mean, I, you know, I learned a lot about myself. I mean, communicating and intimacy. I mean, I've got some traits that, you know, I tend to be like passive aggressive. And there are things that I've learned about myself. We've been through therapy mm. uh, for years. I mean, and so I've, I've become very open about what's going on in my head. That's been huge, as you've seen in my writing. Mm-hmm. Um, people connect with people and I try to be authentic. There's too much crap out there that's just telling you what you want to hear mm-hmm. and I'm fine with sharing my private life you know so um so I've learned a lot so communicating has been key and I've had to back off on a lot of things my beliefs to be open-minded for um you know the things that she believes in and you know ironically the woman I'm with now is probably about as opposite as my ex-wife as could be I mean they're like polar opposites so it's been a different you know, animal altogether. The woman I'm with now is straight type A, super successful, like gung ho, take charge, planner, organized. And so, you know, I've almost had to, you know, take a, a back seat because she wants to run the ship and, you know, um, and, and that's okay. I mean, I'm not opposed to that, but it's just different when you come from a marriage where, you know, my ex-wife stayed at home with the kids. I, you know, I, I brought in all the money. I was expected to do, you know, all the work and, and it was fine. You know, I was a little bit uncomfortable in that role. It's just not naturally who I am. But, um, <clears throat> the biggest thing here is, you know, we just, we have such a good balance, you know, she, that it's so important. And we just, we, you mentioned this earlier, you know, it's so important to have a partner that, <laughs> is not only supportive, but understands the big picture. You know, when someone's, there's, there's two f- schools of thought, you know, ex-wife says, well, you have a good job. We need money. You have benefits. Too bad. Suck it up. I don't care if you like it or not. You got to do it. Mm-hmm. And then the other hand says, life's way too short for that. You know, way too short for that. Yes. You're making a good living. Money isn't everything. Your quality of life is worth far more than that. Let's figure out what you love to do. Let's find a way to make it profitable mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> i'm i'm very 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 far on this one side i don't you know to me the worst thing you can do is is sit at a, at a desk doing stuff you hate all day every day for 40 years and then retire get a gold watch and then play golf and die that is that's my nightmare mm-hmm. so i wasn't gonna let that happen you know granted i, I had all these you know, um, certifications. And I mean, I had, there's so much work I put into this financial advisor career, but I didn't care. And people thought I was nuts. Like you're leaving all of that on the table. Yes. I mean, I went and I was making 45 grand. I left 
run this gym making 45 grand a year, which is nothing. Mm -hmm. So I took a huge pay cut and that's why I hustled, right? I had to go make extra money however I could. I was helping people move. I mean, I was doing all kinds of crazy stuff to make money, but it was worth it for me because that was a decision I made. Nice, man. Yeah, you said yeah. something very important there. It was a decision that I made and that just makes it go bomb. Yeah. <laughs> when you said like people started calling you crazy, I was thinking like, man, I kind of relate because when I stopped with my complete work, it just happened for me the same. So yeah. that, that just was absolutely there. Um, hey, Jason, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. If you have any questions, Jason, just put them in the chat, man. We can see them real quick popping up. So um, I'll be happy to, uh, to, to ask Steve whatever question you have. And sure. for the time being, I keep going. Man, power to you, man. I got to say that. Just what you've done and your story is just inspiring. And I'm so happy for you that you, you found the right person in your corner because that's so important. Now, I'm wondering, man, because it, it must not have been easy as well to then have found that person. And you have, of course, two daughters. Um, I can understand that fear as well. Like you have to start at a certain point introducing that new love of your life, right? Mm -hmm. Can you share a little bit for fathers out there that are in, in that situation? What was the approach that you took? And was that the right approach? Did it work? Did it, you know, mm -hmm. how did that click? Yeah, we got lucky. So the last thing I wanted to do was get them close to a woman and then take that away again because we've already done that once, right? We split up. We split us up. That's horrible. I, I mean, I still carry around a lot of guilt. I know it was the best decision for them, for everybody in the long term, but in the short term. And my little one, she's 10 now. She's still struggling with it. And it's mm. been six and a half years. Um, and so I, I dated a little bit. Didn't really bring them around. And then um, when I reconnected with this one, because um, we had worked together years before, mm. um, we started dating. And once in a while, you know, we'd show up and we'd, I'd meet her at a park or something and we'd chat and it wasn't, hey, this is daddy's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. We took it very, very slow. They built a relationship. And so they would start asking me on the weekends, hey, can we go see Shannon? Can we go see Shannon? That's cool. And she, um, she is, I mean... I can't even begin to tell you how lucky I am and they are because they clicked like you would not believe. I mean, she has filled a role. I mean, stepmother role to the T. She's been amazing. And the girls to this day, they would, they love her to death. And so if it was anything less than that, it would not be working. I mean, we live together now. They're extremely close with her. Um, but yeah, if it wasn't like that, no chance. Like if they didn't really like her or she didn't really like them or there wasn't a quite a gel, I would not be dating her because that's, I can't, I, I wouldn't, I'm never going to put those girls in a situation where they're going to have someone like that in their life. Mm -hmm. They're already dealing with enough. So I'm very fortunate that they're so close, but yeah, it was an extremely slow process, a very slow introduction. And I, I think that's the way to do it personally. Anyone that's dating, I've seen, people just drop a, a new boyfriend or girlfriend on their kids, like boom. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people move in within a month or two. And to me, that's, that's a really bad idea. I mean, mm -hmm. I've seen it backfire. Uh, my ex introduced her uh, boyfriend kind of abruptly on my little one and she flipped out mm -hmm. and is now very, 
upset about the whole situation and that's been really difficult for her and it's a tough situation. And so, yeah, anybody that's listening, I, I personally believe that's the best way to do it is get them to know each other. Don't say, Hey, guess what? This is a really important person in my life right now. It's, you know, you meet them out, you know, they get to hang out a little bit and there's no rush. I mean, when you get a divorce, your number one priority is you, you got to get your shit together. You have to be better, right? Then, you know, you can become a better father. You can, you can start dating, but don't try, don't try to jump into it. You know, don't try to push, you know, I mean, we have, we're men, we have needs, but we can hold off. Like we don't need women like that. I mean, it's, we don't Mm -hmm. take care of yourself, get your life in order, get your health, get your finances, get everything in order. And then, yeah, then you can work from there. But yeah, that's, I've been lucky. We, we, We did a good job at the pace and it's paid off because they're incredibly close. Nice, man. I always said there's no such thing as luck. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate you saying it's luck, man. I just think you did a fantastic job. And, and as I said, if you find that right woman, man, that's going to click. Right. And I understand where you're coming from saying like, look, if it didn't click now I'm at this junction where my kids come first. Right. Yep. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that. I think it's a very important message. And I think it's great advice to take it slow. And on the other hand, what you're saying in regards to relationships, right? Finding that woman, that's even great advice for anybody out there. Get your own shit together first yep. and then try to find something at somebody else. And it was somebody else the other day that was saying like, look, if a relationship is like this, you know, your stuff is not ready. So you need somebody else to hold you up. Yes. That relationship is just not going to work out the way it should, right? So, man, that was great advice. So tell me. A little bit more in detail because you you, was, you talked about it a lot. You had your nine to five, right? You had a perfect job. Um, I basically call that a zombie dad. And there are yep. way too many out there that hardly see their kids, keep going to work, think they got it all figured out because that's what's being, you know, spoon fed to us, right? That's the life. Yep. Um, that going into being a dadpreneur, right, which you are now, that's like, there's not many of us out there, all right? Everybody else thinks you're absolutely crazy, as you mentioned. What made you say, look, man, I, I, I must. Like, there is no other way that I must do this. So that's, it's funny you say that because um, actually I just released a, because uh, I have a podcast as well. Um, I just released an episode today on this very topic. I recorded it um, yesterday. And it's something I feel incredibly strong about mm. and I have for a very long time. So when I took that job, I ended up working um, for this company. I worked for this guy. I couldn't stand him. He's my boss for five years. My office was a, was a closet. So I would sit in this closet. Basically it was no windows. It was dark. Stare at this computer doing spreadsheets all day. Right. And after a few years, maybe not even that long, I said, if I don't do something else, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lose it. I mean, I can't do this for the rest of my life. And so I started a website. Um, it wasn't anything to do with dads. It was basically a way for me to chronicle my way out of my nine to five by building an online business. This was mm-hmm. 2010. And I would write from my heart and I would pour my heart out at work. I would be working and I'd close my door and I'd just write from the heart in the moment, how strongly I felt about nine, the nine to five is just sucking the life out of me. And it was for so many people. Mm -hmm. And within 
four months, I had like 20,000 visitors a month to my website because people are reading my stuff being like, oh my God, this guy, this is, that's my life. Like literally, that's my life because I was in it, they're in it. And I said, we, we need to get out of this. This is not right. And so that became part of my psyche. And, and my goal was to, to break free of the nine to five. You know, it, to me, like you said, what we're taught, society tells us, go to school, get good grades, go to college, get good grades, started a company when you were, you know, uh, at the bottom of the ladder, work your way through it for 40 years, get a gold watch. Like that is a nightmare. And that's wrong. I think that's a terrible way to approach your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but millions and millions of people do it, right? They just punch out. So the difference is most people are unhappy, but not so unhappy that they're willing to do something about it. And that's, that's, the, that's the zombie spot. And you're screwed because, oh, well, I make 100 grand a year and I have really good benefits and it's not that bad and I may get a promotion next year, you know, and they talk themselves into it and this happens for 10 and 20 and then 30 years and then your life, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I would never tell someone to go quit their job because you know, have obligations and there's stability. But I honestly, personally think the risk is in spending your time doing something that's unfulfilling and meaningless to you. That's the bigger risk than, you know what, honey, we're gonna cut back on our, our bills, we're gonna get rid of that third SUV, we're gonna make a few cuts, and we're gonna do this, you know, because I wanna feel great about getting up in the morning. I wanna love what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of driving an hour and a half to work to sit and listen to meetings all day long and blah, blah, blah. But very few people will do that because it's scary. It's extremely scary. And people think, oh, I'm just going to ride it out. I'm going to play it safe. But there's no safety. You're working for somebody else, right? We've seen mm-hmm. it time and time again. You think you're safe. There goes your pension. There goes your job. Downsized, you know, restructured, whatever. Um, the only safety is taking care of yourself for me, right? hundred percent of my income comes from what I do. So mm-hmm. if I feel like being a lazy ass, then I don't get paid. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's all on me. So I take 100% responsibility for everything in my life. And I don't want to count on anybody else. I don't want to count on something else, someone else to create my destiny. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's scary, man, because I've had so many conversations over the years of guys that are miserable beyond belief, but they're, they're too afraid to do anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know really what I want to do. I don't know what my passions are. We'll do the work. I spent years in libraries reading books about like, uh, what color is your parachute? Or, you know, their book trying to figure out what am I good at? What, what would I be good at? What do I love the most? I take quizzes and, you know, personality type quizzes trying to figure out what am I really good at? And that's how I figured out over a course of time, this is kind of the direction I want to go in. Mm-hmm. Ended up ultimately doing this. Um, but you know, you're not going to wake up one day and say, I'm really passionate about you know, um, building sheds. I'm, I'm going to do that for a living. It's, you know, you got to do some work on yourself, figure it out. And I believe 100% that, that anything you want to do that you're good at, there's, there's a business to be had. Mm-hmm. And I think the online business is the way to go for most people because there's no barrier to entry, you know, WordPress site, free hosting. It's like 10 bucks a month, you know, that's it, you know, and it's, it's super easy. It's not, it's not easy to make money like, you know, the gurus will tell you, but 
I have seen people come into the space and kill it. You know, I'm, I'm not particularly great at internet marketing. Um, so, you know, speaking from that point, but I have friends that came in and were making seven figures in a year mm-hmm. because they just nailed their message. They did the right things, you know, and you know, so anyway, yeah, that's, so that's what I'll tell you. Absolutely, man. That's a powerful message. Even Jason said he totally agrees. So oh, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, no, man, I think everybody else can be, I actually started thinking right away. Um, I was listening the other day to a, uh, uh, one of those motivational speeches and it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think he said like 70% of the workforce is just miserable in that they, they hate the job, which is mm-hmm. astonishing, right? Yep. That's just yep. crazy. Not just for the actual person that's doing the job, but also for the employee that must, something must click there saying like, Hmm. We are, as a society, doing something horribly wrong. However, that's a great thing, man. As soon as you make that change, and I think that's the reason why you found now the new woman that you're with, and that's why we connected, is because as soon as you make that change, for some reason, you start creating an environment around you with people that are like-minded, right? Yep. So I want to ask you about that, man. What is your philosophy in regards to your environment because you had to change you had people telling you that you're absolutely nuts i mean i can assume only that those plus you had a relationship that was absolutely not working for for anybody man you had to make some cuts right yep. <laughs> as harsh as that sounds oh yeah oh absolutely i, I lost a uh, number of friends um you know even even today the people a lot of people i hang out with they they get it but a lot of people don't understand online business um and so I don't get a lot of questions. Um, some of my friends are clients, but um, people are still, you know, they're in that mindset of, well, why don't you have a job? Why are you home at one o'clock on a Wednesday? Like, you know, um, but most of my, my friends now uh, is my community. So everything I do now is in groups because the power of tribe is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, I've trained clients one-on-one for many, many years. You know, you make a lot more money, you know, in the short term that way. Um, but I prefer the bringing them together, charging much, much less, mm-hmm. break down that barrier to entry and then, um, bring everybody together. The guys, they feed off of each other mm-hmm. and the accountability and the brotherhood is invaluable. And so that's kind of my, my family now is I don't, I don't honestly don't have too many friends that I see personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my kids, um, the woman I'm with, I have a few close friends, but the rest is, is online, you know, and I do, you know, weekly Facebook lives. I've talked to a lot of them. Um, and so, yeah, we're constantly, I mean, I'm in my groups all day, mm-hmm. every day. And so we're having real time conversations and, you know, I'm helping them and I'm sharing, you know, my story and my, you know, experiences with them. And so, yeah, so I, I don't, yeah, I don't have any really negativity other than what I'm forced to deal with. You know, my ex-wife and I don't have a very good relationship at all. Mm. So you know, I'm forced into that. But other than that, yeah, I don't surround myself with anybody that's, that's negative or thinks I'm crazy for doing what I'm doing, you know? So yeah, that's, yeah, that's huge because you stick around those people, you're going to go right down the toilet with them, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and, you know, when you're around a group of dads that are all trying to do the same thing, you know, at the end of the day, right. I'm 47. Most of my, my dads are 35 to 45, you know, maybe a little bit older. 
we don't we don't care about the things we did 20 years ago so we don't sit around talking about you know how much you benching or you know let's get some six pack abs going it's hey i want i want to move better like i want to mm-hmm. feel better i want to be sexier to my wife you know i don't want to be the fat guy at the pool anymore where i still have to wear my t-shirt you know like those are the things we talk about and um that's the important stuff like i don't want to be 65 and, and haul hunched over and i can't move mm-hmm. so we're going to work on mobility every day you know, so we're going to do five minutes of mobility work. We're going to do this. We're going to do strength training. We're going to, I run challenges constantly because the, these short-term challenges, they just, they work. Mm-hmm. You know, short-term motivation. We all come together for this one specific goal and uh, I keep it going month after month after month. That's how I keep people, you know, motivated. Mm-hmm. Nice, man. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's immediately great advice also for people that are struggling to keep their clients motivated Yes. Challenges. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it works really well. No, I absolutely agree there. And I love what you said, man, because that is my biggest reason for not going to the gym. So I work out, but I do it at home. My biggest mm-hmm. reason for not going to the gym is I do not want to see all those bulky dudes, yep. young bloodhounds. Like, I, I'll, I'll tell you a story, man. You're going to laugh. And you're probably going to be like, mm-hmm, yep, I've seen that. So – way 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 back i went to the gym and i'm training and like there there's these three guys right bulked up they're not doing anything one is just laying on the bench and all of a sudden the door opens to some room where there's like spinning or something and as soon as that room emptied these guys just start training like maniacs right yep yep I'm like, really? That's that's why we go to the gym to just wait till the ladies come out, and then all of a sudden we have to show how buff we are. I'm like, ugh, I hated that environment, man. So I'm glad to hear that you are taking that from a completely different aim. And I guess your clients really appreciate you for that as well, right? Oh, they do. Yeah. I, I mean, if there are people like that in my group, I get rid of them mm. because it's, just, it's not the type of person I want. Mm. Uh, and yeah, that, I mean, I'm very comfortable in a gym in any gym setting, but only because I've been doing it for so long, but I, I hate, I actually left my last gym because of what you were saying. Mm-hmm. I'd walk in there and it was a bunch of meatheads. All they ever do is, you know, you see them on the bench and they're doing shoulder, you know, shoulders, arms, and chest, right? There's mm-hmm. never a leg day. It's about to show muscles. They're, the form is terrible. The range is terrible because the weight's too heavy. It's just ego lifting to the extreme. Mm-hmm. and just staring at themselves in the mirror. And I, I, I absolutely detest that. I hate it. I hate being around those people. And so I, I talk about on social quite a bit, you know, the ego lifting and, you mm-hmm. know, let's try cutting that weight way back, lifting through a full range, reduce your chance of injury and don't be such an idiot, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but they're out there. I mean, a lot, even guys our age, you know, they're, I want to know how much can you bench? Rah, rah. Like, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I could care less how much my max is. I have zero interest in. I, I can't hear you for a second, Steve. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> as far as I can see, you're not on mute. So maybe a cable went out <laughs> and we can't hear Steve for a second. That's okay. I'll, I'll keep talking. While can you hear it? Yep. There we are back. Huh, so- that was weird. Yeah, it happened. You got passionate there. <laughs> yeah, no, I must have rattled something loose in my system here. It's strange, but okay. Yeah, sorry about that. that that's quite all right, man. So I, I have another question. But, um, actually, I got lots of other questions, but um, 
since we're talking about the whole fitness deal, right? Um, is there an importance in regards to time, right? And I, what, I, what I mean with that is, is it necessary for a person to say, okay, yeah, you must train every day for an hour or it doesn't matter as long as you do something really focused or what, what's, what's your advice on that? Especially with, you know, the dadpreneurs that are starting out, they're really focused on their business and they're making the little time ready to be with their kids, but they also know how important it is to, to work on a fitness level, right? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Jason just asked that a very similar question. He's trying to fit exercise into his busy routine. He's got a busy life, yeah. three kids. Um, you know, when I hear this, this is probably the, the number one complaint is I don't have enough time, right? And the problem is, first of all, people think they have to dedicate their lives to the gym and that's not the case at all, especially mm -hmm. as we get older. When you're in your 40s, the days of even w being in the gym for an hour and a half, two hours is a bad idea. It's, you know, the law of diminishing returns. Mm -hmm. Our bodies don't need that and it's actually probably going to be counterproductive to spend that much time in there. Mm -hmm. So all of our workouts, I mean, strength training is probably at the top of the list because, you know, as we get older, we start losing muscle mass, our testosterone starts to decline. The number one thing to do that is build more muscle tissue, right? And you have to do that through progressive strength training. So everyone gets strength training programs, you know, to your level, of course, you know, mm -hmm. everyone's going to get something to their level. There's regressions for everything. Three days a week of full body strength training using compound movements, you know, pull-ups, pushes, squats, sled, sled pulls, farmers carries, basic stuff right mm -hmm. progressively challenge your body you don't have to go into these bro splits where you're doing chest and tries back and buys you know i've done all that and there's nothing wrong with it but it's not necessary mm. three days a week 45 minutes in the gym hard you know a strength training and then you got yeah throw us a couple of days of some kind of conditioning work in there i use a lot of like amraps 20 to 25 minutes is plenty of high intensity exercise mm -hmm. you know burpees thrusters you know stuff like that they get your heart rate up, really pushes you out of your comfort zone. You know, hill sprints, one of my favorite things to do. Mm -hmm. um, take someone out to hill for 10 minutes and run them up and down, right? Incredibly powerful stuff. So, you know, my answer to everybody that says, I don't have enough time. Are there people that legitimately don't have enough time? Sure. There are some, but for most people, it's just not a priority, enough of a priority, because if it was, you would absolutely find the time. You know, and that's nothing wrong with that. Like, I'm not here to force you to say this has to be your priority. You have to find time for this because some people are ready for it and some people aren't. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. if you're absolutely ready for it, you're like, holy crap, I'm so sick of this body. I'm so sick of this fat roll that I have to make a change. Mm -hmm. You will find time, you know, shopping for healthy foods, preparing it, cooking it, eating it is a pain in the ass. It's a lot more challenging than stopping at McDonald's or picking up, you know, something quick that takes two seconds, but it's easy to justify that because there are three little kids. I got to go to soccer practice. I got that. Da, 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 da. You have to find time. I see it every day. People, people can do it. Um, if they want it badly enough. And, um, you know, I'll just tell Jason, he asked that question. The easy way to put exercise into a weekly routine as a busy dad is just carve out 30 minutes, schedule it in there for yourself, whether it's before work, lunch break, after work, after your kids go to bed, you know, you, you may have to sacrifice a little bit on some end. Maybe your wife takes the kids for an extra half an hour to the park, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, there's no better investment, you know, than, than you, 
So people think, well, I'm being selfish. My wife's been home all day with the kids and she needs to get out and you know, I need to spend time with my kids. Like you can't be the best. And I teach us all the time. You cannot be the best dad you're capable of being if you're not taking care of yourself, mm -hmm. right? If you take, put everybody else first and I did it for years, you're the martyr. You take care of everybody else, the dog, the lawn, your job, the kids, everybody in your last. And I was last, but it's not serving you and it's not serving your family at all. So yeah, um, it, you have to, you have to make that. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah. You mentioned like, okay, if you're tired of your own body, right? If you got fat rolls for me, it was, um, I have a problem with my shoulder and I have a problem with my foot. I got a, a trapped nerve. So if I don't, do exercises then at a certain point i won't be able to walk and for my shoulder as well if i don't do exercise it might pop and the back it was getting sore at a certain point so it's like dude i i gotta work out because if not at, at one point i won't be able to play with my kids the way i want to right for me yep. it's important i got boys i don't know how how that works with girls but i got boys and my boy, I can hear them right now next door. They're going nuts. <laughs> if we go to the park, if we go to the playground, man, they like to go absolutely freaking crazy. And I like to do that with them. That, that's the kind of dad that I want to be, right? I want to show them that, you know, no matter your age, you got to go crazy. So talking about kids, man, um, before we go into to Jason's next question, mm -hmm. what are you doing or how are you doing already teaching your kids stuff like you know being fit being healthy but also you just mentioned like you know in school they being taught a nine to five right yep. mm -hmm. how do you make sure that you know you get your time and, and teach them the stuff that for you are important that you know that for them it's going to be so important so we talk about that quite a bit you know they have questions about my job and you know what i do every day and you know they know the fit that nation and when they ask me i'm just very honest with them and mm -hmm. I, I tell them my beliefs and you know, I'm not trying to force the entrepreneurship uh, life on them at all. And I think they both need to go to college and I'm, I'm okay with all of that. Then they're going to need to work at some point. They're going to get jobs. They're going to learn those things. Um, but I say, I just said, you know, listen, I had a good job. I was very, very unhappy. I felt like my quality of life was more important. So mm -hmm. I want to do something that I really felt good about. And I was helping other people. This is how I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. It allows me a lot of freedom. You know, I can come and see you at school and have lunch with you, or I can, um, you know, pick you up if you're home from school sick or something. Like I have that flexibility. That's very important to me, mm -hmm. um, which you may not have with a regular job. And so, you know, they kind of understand that. And as far as the, the health piece, you know, we just, we don't preach it. Um, we just live it. You know, we, we try to avoid, you know, the typical stuff, um, but they see us, you know, eating, you know, eating healthier, making better decisions. We still go out all the time though. We, we go get pizza, we get whatever, because, you know, I don't believe that we're going to, you should force your kids into eating a strict diet. And I think that's healthy. Mm. Um, but they understand, Hey, if you're taking care of yourself most of the time, you can eat, you can do whatever you want. I mean, and I believe that mm -hmm. if you're consistently eating very well, 80% of the time, the other 20% doesn't matter nearly as much because I, I love, junk. I mean, I, I still love it. You know, I love pop tarts. I love Red Bull. I love it was a pizza joint across the street that I love. We go there probably more than I should, but <laughs> you know, I'm allowed, I can do that and I can feel, I don't feel guilty. I don't ever feel guilty about that stuff mm -hmm. because you know, the rest of the time I'm doing pretty well. And then my kids are, they're active in sports and they go to the gym with me. You nice. know, I go to this really cool gym up the road. They have these awesome classes for kids. They have these coaches there for them. And um, 
we go um, when I have them. We go a couple times a week. And it's awesome for them. And so, I mean, they, and they see it. And they're like, oh, man, you know, so-and-so in my class said, your dad looks really strong. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, I go there to school functions and you look around the room and you see typically what would you expect to see for, from, you know, a 40-year-old dad, right? Overweight, you know, he's got the belly, can tell is not taking care of himself in a very long time. And, you know, I, I don't want to be that. So they see me and, you know, I'm, I know I'm pretty fit. And, and so they learn that way. But I don't, it's not something I ever want to force on them. You know, just, just be the person. I'm just being that person. I'm living that life. Uh, and I'm very honest with them. If they have questions about it. Yeah. I used to eat, you know, I tell them exactly, you know, what I've been through, you know, to an extent, obviously you got to protect them from some of the stuff out there, but, um, yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of my, my uh, two cents in that. Nice man. Nice. Yeah. So lead by example and, and, and indeed what you say that will make them curious as to how you achieve the things that you achieve. Great man. Yeah. I like that. So in that regards, man, um, how, because you just mentioned like they're at the gym, there's, there's great coaches there. Right. So that's, for, that's what I call lucky <laughs> because here, for example, it's hard, right? Uh-huh. I don't go to the gym because the gym doesn't open in the hours as well that, that I want to go. Right. So I'm wondering what's, what's your advice on dads that have to use pretty much nothing, just have to use what they, what they can get in their house. Right. What, what is a basic thing that they should start off with to, to start making those first steps of getting back into shape and getting healthy again? So you're talking about for themselves, not for their kids, right? Uh, yes. about, yeah. So, I mean, if you don't have a gym and a lot of people don't, um, yeah, I mean, body weight routines are extremely popular. Um, and there's always ways to progress them. So you still can build muscle. You know, some people think, well, I don't, if I don't have heavy, heavy weights, I can't build muscle. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, even just the very basics, right? You just take a room with anything in it, a couple of chairs, a small bench, a table, any of that stuff can turn into step ups. We can do squats. We do lunges, burpees, push ups of all kinds of variations, dips. Mm-hmm. Anything like that is basic stuff. And then one of my favorite movements is just a row. So any fixed beam, like a lot of guys our age can't do pull-ups, you know, they're mm-hmm. difficult. So you do a regression, which is like, it's called an inverted row, which basically let's say you had uh, just a fixed bar. Mm-hmm. Like you could like imagine laying a broom handle across two chairs and then laying on the ground and pulling yourself up to it. If that makes sense, like to your chest, mm-hmm. that's called an inverted row. Great back exercise, right? five, six basic exercises, planks, you know, basic stuff. You don't need to get fancy. You know, it's easy to get caught up in that trap because you go online and there's a million and one exercises. You don't need any of that. You know, it's cool and it's fun. It gets views, but you don't need it. Mm. Right? Pick a few things. How many guys can do 25 clean push-ups in a row? Mm. Not enough of guys our age. I mean, people send me their form all the time and it's, it's a mess. You know, half reps, elbows flared out, back dropping out, head hitting the ground. Like, these are not push-ups, right? And so I teach, you know, let's just do figure out how to do 10 really good push-ups and let's work from there. But yeah, I mean, you don't need much. You actually don't need anything. I mean, I, I train clients with nothing in a, on a little rug in their house. It's, you know, five by five or whatever, I don't know, 10 mm-hmm. by 10, whatever. Uh, yeah, you don't need much. 
just a little bit of creativity. And uh, yeah, that's all you need. Nice, man. Nice. So for anybody, like what, what is your, what are the clients that are working with you? Like what, what is their, like, does it matter how fit they are when they start working with you? Does it matter what they have available? Do you make everything, you know, personalized or how, how does that work for somebody that's interested in, in working with you? So I, I typically write and create product, product, products and programs for the beginner to intermediate guy. Mm. I have no, actually, I don't even like working with fit guys because they, they're, you know, a lot of times they're know-it-alls. It's just not fun for me. I like to take a guy that is petrified of the gym. that doesn't know the difference between a fat, a carbohydrate and a protein. Someone that hasn't, you know, really um, doesn't feel good about himself, probably 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight. And just really wants to feel better, you know, like just is tired of feeling crappy. I want that guy mm. and I want to walk him through the process of this is how you get started. And then I'm going to hold you accountable along the way. You know, I can write programs that'll kill you, but it's not, you know, it's not going to help anybody. And I just, I just don't like that. Like if someone's into CrossFit and stuff, I just, I stay away from that. Mm. You know, I just not interested in that niche. So I have something called the inner circle right now. It's a membership program. I just launched a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept it really cheap. It's a monthly, um, it's a monthly fee, but inside we have, you know, beginner and intermediate stuff. We do challenges and, and all kinds of stuff in there, but it's not geared for, you know, the person that's already way up here. Mm-hmm. You know, if they actually, I do have a couple of guys in there that are really fit. Um, and I have, cha- you know, programs and challenges for that, but you know, when I write something, when I write content, when I create my shows, uh, my challenges, I do monthly challenges in my free group as well. Um, it's with, it's with that kind of beginner to just, you know, been into for, into it for a little while type of person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That shows how important it is, right. To have clear who your, um, ideal client is, so to say, and it makes it easier for your blog posts and your, your challenges, if either paid challenges or free challenges, etc. That's amazing. Um, so I appreciate you. I'm checking the time real quick. I got 10 more minutes and I got two more questions that I definitely want to ask you. Um, you started a podcast. What was it that made you decide I'm going to start a podcast? Um, it was uh, a friend of mine. Uh, I don't know if you know the name, Larry Hagner. He runs the good dad project. So he's got a huge podcast. Um, I was in his group. I ended up joining one of his masterminds um, and he's got on the phone. He said, listen, dude, you got to share your message with more people. You need to get your voice out there and you need to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I said, nah, I don't really want to do that. You know, I, I just, I don't enjoy, I just, it's just kind of a pain in the ass. It's a lot of work on the back end. And he said, do it. You got to do it. So I said, all right, what do you, you got somebody for me? And he said, yeah, here, here's my guy. Um, he'll hook you up. And so I called the guy, we set it all up, got everything done. And uh, I just started reaching out and he actually made some really, really good connections for me. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, he introduced me to like former Navy SEALs and like some really high end, high caliber guests that, um, it was pretty awesome. So I just, I just released my 41st show today. Nice. Um, so it's still out of my comfort zone. I mean, I, you know, I'm an introvert as you may, you may not be able to tell that, but I'm, I'm very introverted. Um, and so it's difficult for me to, you know, do this week after, cause I do a weekly show now, but mm-hmm. it's been huge. 
uh, it's reached a lot of people, a lot of, you know, I'm getting a lot of messages and emails and stuff. People I never even heard their name before saying, Hey man, it's really helping me out. You know, I love the work that you're doing. Thank you. And so, you know, that's, that's what makes it worth it. Nice, man. Glad to hear you. Yeah, Larry Hackner's absolutely fantastic guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. One of the first guys that had live on my show. And yep. uh, I actually next year want to have him again because I changed. I evolved a lot in doing my interviews. And now listening back to what I did then with him, I'm totally not happy. So <laughs> I got to have him on again. I'm sure. sure. So let me ask you then, what, what kind of podcast strategy have you set in motion to reach a lot of people because that's I, I doing this and somebody said why are you not having a podcast because I said well because I got this and they're like yeah but it's so easy just take the audio and put that in a podcast I was like it is however it's not growing at a rate that I would like it to grow mm -hmm. right so what what's the strategy that you use to make sure that you you know have fast growth and and, and get to a lot of downloads and, and, and receive those emails of you know, um, dads out there appreciating what you do. Well, I have to, so I don't pay for, um, ads anymore. I spent a couple of years dumping a lot of money into Facebook ads and different, you know, trying to get paid traffic. Mm -hmm. Um, I ended up getting banned permanently from Facebook for, uh, for no reason. Like they didn't even tell me like, right. wrong. It was, it was the dumbest thing, but you know how Facebook is. So yeah. I just said, screw it. I'm not, whatever. I'm not dealing with that. So, um, I, what I do is, I take my, my main Facebook group, which has, I don't know, 7,000 whatever likes there. And wow. I take the people that are serious from that group and I, tr and I funnel them into my private group, which is free. And mm -hmm. there's 600 and some odd guys in there. And that's where I dump almost all my content into that free group. And within that free group, I promote my challenges and my membership programs and my other courses because it's a very much, it's, it's a much warmer market. They're getting a ton of free content already. They know me, my face, my story. They know that I'm not there to sell them something. And then I ask, I ask, listen guys, if you love the show, please leave a review, leave a rating and share this with somebody. And let's just get the word out there because the more it grows, the more it's going to help you, the higher profile guests I'm going to be able to get on. It's going to help you even more. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's been my strategy so far. Nice. It's just asking. I mean, and I, you know, my brand is built on them liking me and trusting me. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of the anti-marketer. Like I, I, I talk shit about marketers all the time because I hate that aspect of this business, mm -hmm. especially on like Instagram. You see all these coaches, you know, we'll call them coaches. They all say the same stuff. They flash their abs. They offer one-on-one -on -one coaching and it's garbage. Most of it is absolute garbage. Mm -hmm. So I, I really speak out against that. It drives me insane because they're not offering any value. They're getting, you know, they're selling garbage and they're preying on ignorant people. And, you know, and that's not stupid. They don't know any better, you mm -hmm. know? And a lot of them, you know, a lot of the women, people that do this, you know, that buy these things are women, overweight women that are very frustrated Mm -hmm. and fed up with the yo-yo diets and this has never worked and they see this one person that's promising all these amazing results and it's garbage a lot of it's garbage so i stay away from that i do very little marketing and i'm just heavy on the content mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah that's been my strategy i mean i think organic growth is dying really it's really dying mm -hmm. like, Back when I started my blog in 2010, organic growth was still very alive. But mm -hmm. now I think it's a pay-to-win game, you know, and I know 
people making millions of dollars paying to win. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's, it's a smart strategy. If your number one goal is just to make a bunch of money quickly, you know, would I like more money? Of course. Um, it's going slower than I would like. Um, but I'm doing it my way. Mm. You know, I feel good. I, I don't want to be a marketer You know, I want to be a coach and I want to be a mentor and, and, um, you know, I want to be someone that's there to help these guys through what they're going through. You know, not just a, a name and a brand and here's buy my product and then never hear from you again, which is very common. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. not, not something I'm interested in. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And I hope because of course, as a coach, we have different strategies, right? And, and I really appreciate you sharing this and I hope that helps for coaches out there. Um, dadpreneurs that are coaches out there that are picking up on this um i'm actually not on instagram yet people keep saying that i should do that as well but i prefer yes. nothing never mind my, my turn my because my turn off is that once i was talking about instagram with somebody they were just saying like there's just tons of women on there showing all their stuff and that's what people like and and i'm like that's not why i'm going to join a social media right and it, i think it has evolved but uh, I'm not sure. I haven't checked it, so <laughs> I'm off. No, yeah. Don't don't let that let one thing hold you back. Because mm. as cheesy as it can be, mm. and especially in the fitness space, there's a very big market for people that are honest in in offering true content, and it is a very good platform. And if you know how to tell your story right on Instagram, mm. you can do very well. And it's just it's another source to help people and to get your voice out there. Mm. And so, um, if you get on there, look up a guy named Jordan Syatt. He is a fitness coach. He's actually Gary Vaynerchuk's personal trainer coach. You know, you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is. Travels mm. with him all over the world. I've had him on my show. I'm actually in his online mentorship program right now, Jordan's. He's a fantastic guy. He's a young guy, 27, I think. But look at his content, right? If you watch his stuff for an hour you will love this guy. He mm. is so likable and he's so transparent and he's, he's got, a, you know, tons and tons of followers. He's got a huge business, you know, huge business. Um, and he doesn't sell anything uh, as far as he doesn't pitch products. He gives away a massive amount of content and he's one of the few people on Instagram that I can really look at and from a, a fitness guy anyway and say, this guy's doing it right. Mm -hmm. Because, and if you look, he's got, thousands of comments and people love him mm. he's, just, he's being himself like he's kind of dorky he loves harry potter he makes harry potter references all the time mm -hmm. um but he's just he's open honest transparent and that's what they need so if you know please don't let someone or anything your connotation of what instagram might be like hold you back because it's gonna be a, a good platform for you to get your message out there and help dads i hear that's great advice and I'm going to think about that for my next 90-day plan. <laughs> I got everything set out, man, and I'm working on being focused. Hey, that's it, because we've been on for, I think, even almost more than an hour. So I just want to give you the opportunity for guys out there that have been listening and that have any questions or that want to get you know, more information on your programs. How can I get in contact with you? How can I find all your amazing stuff? Sure. So my main site is um, fitdadnation.com. You know, I've got all the social media channels, uh, YouTube channel, everything's um, at the Fit Dad Nation. So like Facebook or 
Um, Instagram is, is at the fit dad nation in all, everything that I do, you can find on my way, my main website, like my programs, courses, free groups, all that stuff is at fitdadnation.com. So yeah, uh, you know, I encourage you guys to take a look, check it out. You can always email me. Um, and if they want to join, uh, we have a free group. It's called the fit dad base camp. I named it that because we're all, you know, kind of at the bottom of this mountain together in a base camp and we're ascending Everest together. You know, which is obviously a metaphor for, you know, going through life, getting fit, and we're doing it as a team. So, yeah, that's my free group. So, yeah. I like it, man. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. If you've been listening to the recording, then you know exactly that the links are right below, and you can click on them and connect with Steve. Steve, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for taking the time. I you bet, man. Anytime. And uh, I appreciate you rescheduling with me. Um, for the circumstances of things. Yeah, of happen. course, of course. Not a so, problem at all. Best of luck with all your projects. I'll definitely be keeping an eye on you and following you and, and learning more stuff about you. Um, I will let you know when everything is shared. Same for everybody else. Jason, thank you for being on with us for um, an hour now. I appreciate it. I appreciate your questions. And everybody else, have a fantastic and inspiring rest of the day. And I will talk to you very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, sounds good. Thanks. Are you still meeting up with your friends now that you're a father? Kids making you stress out, you got no time for yourself to work out, read, or relax. Can you still remember the time you were hanging out with your friends, feeling energetic, happy, and confident? Spending time together and talking about your life and your crazy dreams. You're feeling alone now, don't you? no one to share your challenges with and you're just running around from one storm into the next well it's time to change this now join me and the brotherhood of fearless fathers to speak on a weekly basis with like-minded dads to crush your challenges face your fears with determination be held accountable and regain control of your life if you want to become the hero your family needs you to be, then go to becomeafearlessfather.com/brotherhood. Looking forward to seeing you on one of our next calls.